Welcome to episode 159 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys for joining us, and I hope you guys are happy to see us back. This is the first episode of 2024, and I got my girl Tiffany with me, Yassie. This is the first episode of 2024, so we bring it in the new year strong. Of course, guys, we got a new, a new little segment. It's called the Crazy Client Chronicles. So we're going to be sharing stories from anonymous people, and we've already started getting submissions in. Um, and I want to share some stories as well. I'll ask the guests if they have a story that they want to share. But the whole point of the Crazy Chronicles is to basically grow and learn as an entrepreneur. Yeah, we have crazy situations. Things happen. There's different perspectives. But if you tell a story to someone, they're able to provide perspective. People can weigh in on the conversation, and it can help you grow so that we can eliminate any conflicts within, like, client and um, business relationships, especially in our black community full of black, of black businesses. So thank you, Tiffany, for joining me today. Yes, I appreciate you. Me. I, uh, Tiffany, you're a custom designer, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have Tiffany tell us a little bit about her background, where she's from, and where the fashion bug hit, bit her. But before we tap there, I just got a little segment that I just refuse not to do because I do it every episode, and okay. it's called This or That. You ready? Okay. Flare leg or skinny leg? No, because skinny's is out. Flare leg or stack leg? Stack leg. Crew neck or V-neck? Crew neck. Hoops or studs? Studs. Mule or wedge? Mule. Side boob or under boob? Side boob. Lashes or brow? <laughs> <laughs> lashes and a good brow or full beat? Lashes and a good brow. Hey, now. Lashes and a good brow. That's yeah. all you need for melanin, okay? <laughs> all right, so Teddy, tell us about where you're from um, and when you started designing and how you got that little that fashion bug. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I started designing. My very first sketch was in seventh grade at a public school up the block. Um, where I started tapping into knowing I wanted to be a designer. Mm-hmm. Like that was in my eighth grade yearbook. Um, fast forward, I was outside, like in high school, so I didn't really tap into fashion until I went back to college. Mm-hmm. I went to Virginia State University. Oh, come on, VSU. Yeah. I know quite a few VSU grads. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, so I went um, there and on campus, I was taking liberal arts and on campus, one day I seen a sign mm-hmm. on a wall and it was like TAM, which is textile apparel, merchandising and man- um, management. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they have fashion here? And that was it. That like, was it for you? That was it. I at, went at BSU, do you know Zena Renee? Yes, I know Zena. Zena is she my- She was there when I was there. Amazing. So Zena is, I have a non-for-profit, it's called the Black Girls Designer Club. I'm the president and Zena's the VP. Oh, we really? do like free mentorship and coaching to uh, like young creative girls from ages six to twenty two, and then we oh, partner yeah, with community centers too. You have to invite me. Yes, yes, that yes. A lot I just of donated um, twenty three. I donated a lot. I still have a lot more, but fabrics and stuff. Oh, so we have different. one right now. We have a clothing drop and a fabric drop. It runs all the way into February, and we got uh, multiple drop off locations. Too. Okay, I have to see what else I have in storage, but mm-hmm. I have a couple more items or things that I could definitely. Gotcha. Do. And I know. So if you a VSU person, you've been to summer too. Oh yeah. Okay. 
I'm a Delta. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah my, one of my great friends, her husband is married to Sharif. I mean, that was Sharif is her husband. Her husband's married to Sharif. Oh, oh, okay, Simone. okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I know all those guys. Okay. So oh. tell me a little bit about your journey as a designer. What would you say your aesthetic is? If you could give me like maybe three adjectives to describe your brand. Um, animated, specialty, I always say specialty clothing, um, authentic. Okay. Um, I have more. Contemporary, and storytelling. Uh, story storytelling. Yeah. Glad you led there. So, storytelling, who is your ideal consumer? Or do, or is there maybe a, a public figure that you feel embodies your your target consumer my um target market is like parents because uh ideally i do children's wear okay yeah so children's is my market um and i would say parents that fall between 25 to 50 that's fashionable or stylish and want their kid to stand out because the pieces are like they're niche pieces and Mm -hmm. they they they're so vibrant in color. Um, the texture that's used, the layers of the fabric gives off a story or looks very artsy. Mm-hmm. So it stands out. It's not for it's not for the quiet cap bland. It's not for that for that consumer. No. Gotcha. Yeah. So what is your I guess what does your edit process look like? Because I feel like kids' clothing can be very, very challenging, especially like these days because we have a lot of children that seem to like dress like adults. You oh, know? No. So how do you like well, because you're a custom wear designer, are you willing to tell a client no if you feel like it's too extreme for you? Like, as far as, like, oh, no, I would never make something like that? Or are you more so, like, trying to coach them? Like, I don't think that that makes- Renee, so most, um, when you ask that, what most cu- clients that come to me, they know what they're com- what look they're coming for. Like, okay. they know we have such a strong brand presence. I would honestly say that, that when they come to shop, they know what they're going for, if they're trying something that they've never seen me post before, that they've never seen before, mm-hmm. they know, like, I'm just going to throw this theme out there and you go do your thing. Like, mm-hmm. most people that, that pay, they don't know what their garment's going to look like unless they ask them for something that they already seen that I made before. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, I'm going with whatever your creative direction is. So when they picking up, it's always a surprise. That, that well, I, love I love that. I love like, that. Like, that means you, you trust my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, if a custom designers that means a lot everything because it takes away that hassle of that back and forth conversation of i can't do that but i could do this is like they kind of know what um was what we give as a brand and how we produce and also to piggyback off of what you said about like kids wearing adult clothing Mm -hmm. so what made me get into that market was it was my son's second birthday Mm -hmm. and he had it uh, theme yo gabba gabba that was like character out back then mm-hmm. and i was trying to look for and that was in 2012 mm-hmm. so the bigger brands weren't producing kids clothing just yet i think gucci That's had just started 2012 no Mm-mm. gucci had just went to like um launch maybe the year before that kids line but it was very uh small and so i was like i mean i could throw designer on him but I'm like, but I don't want him to look too. I don't want him to look like an adult. That's not the goal. And it's a Yo Gabba theme. So God wouldn't let me. It was it was like this idea that came to my mind and it would not leave. Like every time I'm sleeping, I'm waking up, it's like make this sweater. 
make this sweat. It's going to look like this. And it's mm-hmm. like one character in the middle, one character on the sleeve, another character on the sleeve, on okay. either sleeve. And that's all I kept seeing. So I went, bought a white sweatshirt from like American Apparel. I, mm-hmm. di- I took it apart, dyed it, go in to sew and put these pieces on it. And once I posted that, people inquired about it. And then I just started okay. with a couple of orders. But sweaters grew to so much more, like moving 11. We're going into our 12th year now. That's amazing. Like, sweaters grew into so much. I can't even, I couldn't have predicted as much right. as that took place. But that's such a, like, sweaters are like athleisure. Yes. Like, sweatshirt. Like, yes. it's such a, a, a market that does not leave. You know how, like, like, it, like you have trends that come in, and now you have different, like, I feel like you got right. so many things, but... When it comes to sweatshirts and like sweaters and stuff like that, it's they don't go. They're they classic. don't go. They're classic. They classic. Like they don't go nowhere. Yeah. You can, like the silhouettes change up a tad bit. The fit changes. The colors. The yep. fabric changes. But like that is one silhouette that you could just get away with doing like forever. That's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I have like a segment. It's called uh, "It's a Success okay. or It's a Disaster." <laughs> can you tell me about a time in your journey um, there where you went through something that went really, really bad? But you learn something from the experience, and it made you a better businesswoman. Mm. A specified time that stands out. I would, yeah, it was I bad, have, but turned good. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are times I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of times that I've hit walls, maybe with product producing something and having it done in time. Like um, if I'm customizing whatever was going on. In life at the time, I probably was pressed for time. So I may be rushing, and then maybe I have to go and drive and meet. Those used to be a lot of my inconveniences when I first started, mm-hmm. like early years. I'm like driving to meet the customer at the venue to bring it mm-hmm. to bring it to them for their kid's um, birthday back then. I'm trying to think of what else used, that used to drive me crazy. Or maybe sometimes a design just wasn't sitting well with me. And mm-hmm. once again, it's probably that crunch time that it's like you have you have to give it or just try your your best. And sometimes customers would love something that I'm still like that wasn't my hundred percent. That was eighty five. But thinking of a really inconvenience moment, I I'm, I feel like I'm a little removed from it. That I don't. That's good. Remember. Okay, I'm like. <laughs> The I less problem, like the better. From it that I that I can't recall a time that I was like, oh my gosh, I just I can't. But it was a while ago. That's good yeah. because like what we want is to continue to grow and to be better. So that means that you probably didn't work out all those kinks and was just like, I left that behind. That's I eventually enough. started figure figuring it figuring out. it out so that yeah. you have less things. So yeah. tell me your thoughts on the fashion industry. Do you, and I feel like that there's a lot of things out there that's just like, oh, you know, it's creating space for us. Like, you know, like there's the, the Aurora James, the, the not-for-profit, the 15% pledge, just putting yeah. like more black people on the shelves and stuff like that. And then there's a, like a lot of different programs, like the Harlem Fashion Row has mm-hmm. like a program that helps like designers. But what are your thoughts on like trying to infiltrate the quote-unquote fashion industry versus just creating your own black blank? Lane. Like, like the, I guess I want to find out what your thoughts on the, like, it's crosses like being accepted in the fashion industry opposed to being like, I don't want to be accepted. I just rather just 
stay right. over here in my lane and build up this black fashion community, build up this black fashion industry. Yeah. I'm not trying to be accepted. Yeah. You know, it kind of puts me in the mind of like, you know, Marcus Garvey, W.E. Du Bois. <laughs> Marcus Garvey said, go back to Africa. Uh, W.E. Du Bois said, we need to be the black elite. We need to sit in. Honestly, same mission with Malcolm X and Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. Malcolm X said, fuck these niggas, let's just go they back by many, many, any means necessary. Martin Luther King is like, we all got to stick together. I have a dream. Yeah. So what do you feel? And like, where do you feel like you lay? Like, are you like, I, I'm trying to get where they at? Or I ain't, I don't, I don't care. I prefer to be here. I would, I would love to eventually like maybe collab. I've, I'm sure during, especially after pandemic, like mm-hmm. those grants and different programs. I think I did like raise fashion. Oh yes, yes, yes. Now yes. or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I appreciate those efforts, but I can't say I got much out of out of them. Mm-hmm. I did much better grinding for myself and figuring it out mm-hmm. and having a balance of true faith and, and God to guide me to be in the right place Amen. at the right time mm-hmm. and um, making connections. Like So even when I started with my son's sweater, that also was a lack of me getting jobs back then in the fashion industry because I... I had a degree. I graduated cum laude, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at all these credentials. Like back then, I thought like that's gonna get me in the door. And mm-hmm. I'm from New York already. I'm mm-hmm. I'm set. And when I went when I came back home, I was denied. We all know why because yeah. of the color. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see girls that was underqualified. Like I, I started doing visual merchandising at Saks back okay. then, and I worked at Saks too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, I think I was like a brand coordinator at Hammond Lang for a little oh, while. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I, okay, it's I was on the other floor at that time. I was with like Burberry, Missoni, gotcha. Lafayette, those brands. Um, And when I was there, my manager, I would tell her like, I'm not staying as a visual. Like, I need to be in corporate. Facts. I'm trying to get across the street. That That's the main reason why I came here is to go across the street. And so she was trying to also help me. And one day, they did a walkthrough, and they came with the buyers, and the buyers had a bunch of young Caucasian girls. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, so I started inquiring, like, oh, are y'all buyers already? They're like, no, we're interning. And then some of them were like, I already have the position once, like, um, I guess, like, summer was coming or something. Okay. And, and I was just taken back, like, how old are you? Because I already done graduated. They didn't. They didn't graduate yet. They're still in school. Some mm-hmm. of them already have full positions. They're 18 years old. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what this is about. It's, it's clearly, it's evident. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to HR already and mm-hmm. sat with them. So once that opportunity came with the sweaters, mm-hmm. I, I knew once I started taking it seriously, like, you got to have your own brand. Like, that hit. Absolutely. That hit. In 2013, 2014, I started, I did my own trademark and things of that nature. So, starting from then, I feel like I put in, in my head, you have to... Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Okay. And you have to create your lane. And you don't have to stick to time. Okay, you create your own opportunities. I timelines, too. Like, you got to have it out for spring, summer, yeah. fall, winter. I don't believe in that either. I don't believe in that. <laughs> Girl, I put out what I want to, and I feel like it. <laughs> Yes, and it, and it's gonna sell out, exactly. or I'm not, like I'm gonna push for it to sell out, yeah. or just be a maybe a small segment of mm-hmm. I, of a collection that yeah. that you get. I do the right? same thing. I make handbags, and I make hats, um, I make coats, um, and I make luggage stuff like that. But I put it out like I don't have like no oh it's a season. So it's so I put like, it out when I feel like it. Yeah, you know? when I'm feeling inspired, when yeah. I'm feeling creative, so that I'm not holding myself to like unrealistic standards. So I, I've mm-hmm. done it in my mind. Like oh, put this out by this time. I'm like girl, that ain't coming out. Thanks, so 
Girl, I've been, I've been writing a book for three years. And you and keep it going. Come out when it come out. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out when it come out. And just to piggyback off what you said, so I worked in corporate for mad long, and I got and I'm gonna tell you, I moved here. I moved here in 2014, and I had a design degree, and I had four years, four plus, well, four years of retail management experience because I've managed three different stores in Chicago, and then I had been in retail since I was 16 years old. So I got all this retail experience, and then I got a design degree. I couldn't get a job either. And I was kind of irritated, and I was mm-hmm. mad. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to move to Atlanta, and I'm going to go to SCAD. I'm going to get this master's. Because when I moved here, I moved here to get a master's at LIM in fashion management and merchandising. I, I got my um, master's from them See, I didn't in really... 2014. That's the year I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just <laughs> definitely said yeah. 2014. That's when I went to LIM to get the master's. But I, honestly, my professors, they loved me, but they was like, they you don't great. need to be here. They're like, you don't need to be here. You know too much. And, like, literally, I'm holding all the conversations in class. I'm the one, literally using the same projects and the same books that I used in undergrad. Oh, you know what? I went from, I graduated 2014, so I got there 2013. Okay, so you started, so I started January of 2014 for yep, that master's so program. And I honestly didn't feel like I needed it. I didn't even, like, like. It I mean, I can't say it, you it held any weight for me moving forward. I copied forward. and pasted all the projects I did in undergrad because in undergrad, even though I had a design degree, I took merchandise management. I took retail. Uh, mm-hmm. I took me visual too. merchandise. I took all of those classes yeah. as like electives and stuff. So I didn't really feel like it was worth it. So I didn't, I couldn't never get a job. I had a mentor from high school that was like, you need to talk to my cousin. You need to talk to him because you've given up on New York too. So I said, Grandma going to Atlanta. Can you just write me this recommendation letter? <laughs> She's a Delta too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can you just write me this recommendation letter? I don't want to go. She was like, go talk to my cousin. After a while, I just went ahead and did it. I went and talked to him. And he was from Chicago too. But he owned a company in the garment district that made outerwear and handbags. And he told me when I came up, they said, I can't afford I can't even afford to pay you. Like, honestly, I just do everything myself because right. it's so expensive. So but expensive. I'm going to give you a job. And what we're going to do is you can work here for like six months. And then what we're going to do is we're going to put on your resume. You've been here for like two or three years. But I'm going to teach you how to do everything. So, girl, I did merchandise. I did product development. I did production. Wow. I did EDI. I, I did uh, accounts receivable, accounts payable. I did sh- uh, uh, showroom sales. I designed yeah. like four or five coats for Macy's that were sold in Macy's. You go, girl. Yes, I did. And all this stuff. And then I ended up being able to get a job after that. And then after that, it was easy. But because I needed that, that helping that part, hand. hand. And because he, all his contacts were white. Like, the people at Macy's that bought my mm-hmm. designs, the people, like, he, like, sending me toys, like, you know what, this person is hiring, go check them out, this person, because once he told me the six and months was up. Once you make a connection, then it works. It but works, if you yes. don't have So you got to know somebody, because I'm constantly applying. I could never, I never got anything. Yeah, I went on but so retail. many interviews, and, yeah. yep, but, but retail. But retail. They, they'll they'll take you for retail. Yeah, anytime. Really? You going to work these uh these holidays, and these, for that. these weekends, and these nights. Oh, yeah, we going <laughs> to take you, because you got you going to do it. Okay? Exactly. nobody going to do that shit, basically. Exactly. It's all, in, it's all in connections. Mm-hmm. And um, what I do want to say this, like, one of my greatest connections for like in the recent years was when I was um in mood and I met I met June Ambrose and while I was in mood mm-hmm. and this was a month I'm very like I tap into like being spiritual going on fast because you need I, I mean I don't I don't know what exactly I'm with you believe in right fast and spiritual you, <laughs> you need it as a balance as an entrepreneur period mm-hmm. to like to believe in yourself and feed yourself that you got this, you should still do it. Don't watch what it looked like. I got affirmations now. next to my bed. I got affirmation cards that I pull every you morning. You have <laughs> to feed your brain, your mental, your psych in every way possible. So sometimes I'm like, I need to fast from 
everything. I don't want to have no conversations for this entire month. Like, I'm not on the phone. Unless it's my son or my mom calling me. Mm-hmm. Me and my sisters can't even gossip right now. Like, mm-hmm. my blood sisters. No. We, we can't be on the phone. I don't want to gossip. Mm-hmm. And that month, I did that for a month. And that towards the end of the month, I'm in mood. And I, a voice was like, that's June Ambrose. This is mass season, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that is not... June. And I'm over here like moving fabrics, like that is. You was looking up, trying to see. And I'm looking, looking. <laughs> and then it's, and I'm mind you, it's all to myself. And then it's like that's June Ambrose. I'm like, either you gonna say something or you gonna let the opportunity pass you by. So I was like, damn it, because I don't, I don't even like approaching like celebs or I, I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me go. So this was already out of my comfort zone. I go, I'm like, you June, and then she moved that like, I'm June. I was like, oh okay, so. Introduce myself. That's what's up. I show her what I did with children's wear, but I'm like, I mean, how would she? What would her children her? her? But she bringing her kids into the fold. Yeah, her kid, her mom, her her daughter is like doing the Adidas stuff with her. Right, but but her daughter is still at this time. She was like graduating Mm -hmm. high school, so they're bigger. So I was more. My mom is more so like toddlers. Gotcha. And that smaller, that younger segment. So she was like, "Dang, what what baby or kids do I know?" And in my head, I'm like, "You know the Carters." (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? But I don't say that. Uh-huh. And then I show her this chair that I did. That was like something else that I went and did this plush chair. Mm-hmm. So when I show her the chair, she was like, I have an idea. Give me a number. Okay. So we exchange numbers. I leave. She texts me immediately once we leave the store. And then she, I'm like, I'm going to follow up with you. I have this idea. And so she asked me to make a Puma chair, a chair made out of Pumas for her office. Okay. So we did that. Um... I produced a chair for her and stuff. She take care. She take care of it. Purchased it, and then we still keep in touch. And then the executives come to have a meeting or meet in her office, and they see the chair. Like, where you get this chair from? And then she plugged me in. I had a contract with them for like for their, Puma. Yes, come on, girl. For their Formula One, um, Formula One, uh, you know, with the driving and racing cars, the women, yeah. um. Part of their like campaign, they have a diary room where the racers, when they off the track, they talk in diary room. So they they contract the chairs for their diary rooms mm-hmm. for like Miami, France, that's what's up, and the UK. And I was like, that is so like look at things that Happy. you can never plan. Yeah. I could have never, never planned, planned that. I could have never yeah. planned that. I thought of that as even an opportunity. I found that, and I've done like a lot of different business programs like that. That networking piece and like not being afraid to speak up. I met her on the street too, and I started talking to her, and I've been connected with her, and I did a project with Puma as well. You see, like <laughs> I'm telling you, like I I, I did give her, her flowers, yeah, for I get, that. and it wasn't even like I had met her in a different setting, and she wanted me to do something else. But then it was another young lady that I connected with that was working with June, and she gave me the Puma stuff, so like it came back around. Came I'm like, well, hey, girl, I already like, exactly we worked together before. Like, exactly. So before we wrap up, I just have this last segment. It's called "It's Some News." I'd like you to share a quote, a mantra, a book, a prayer, anything that you feel that keeps you motivated that you'd like to share with another creative. All right, can I go to my quotes? Sure, you can. Cause <laughs> um, I'm gonna do it really quick. You keep them in your notes. I do keep some. Me too. In my notes. I got a whole bunch of them too, girl. Um, I probably and you know what? I feel like I can record something. Okay, this 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 is me. I have so many. Um, don't make choices that take you in a direct, in the direction opposite of your dreams. Okay. Don't make choices that take you in the opposite direction of, of your, your dreams. dreams. I like that. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. And if you just want to throw on like your Instagram handles and your website and just like how to connect with you and work with you. Sure. So Carrie Penny um, at C A R R I E P E N N I E um, for custom clothing. We do wearable workshops. We create chairs, the plush chairs, like I stated before. Um, yeah, check us out. All right. And of course, we will also put enter all this information in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I always say, stay black. Peace out. Thank you so much bye. for joining us, Carrie. Well, I'm calling you Carrie Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. I always do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>